Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. I'm Spencer Hall, Editorial Director at SB Nation and founder of Every Day Should Be Saturday. Joining us from uh, Kennesaw, where I believe, is he is he outdoors? Are you currently outdoors, Jason Kirk? Uh, just the exact second, but uh, I'm probably going back outside. Okay, that's good. How Go. much of your day do you spend indoors, would you say? Uh, as little as possible. All right. It's nice here. He really should be outside. And... In at least one way, and probably only one way, it's nice where you are, temperature-wise, because Ryan Nanny, also known as Celebrity Hot Tub on Twitter, writer for SBNation.com and for EDSBF, uh, where are you? I'm, I'm in Tampa. <laughs> I, which, I should point out, last time I was in Tampa and we tried to record this podcast was the infamous episode that only recorded Jason and I and not you, because Tampa has dark magic that wants to conceal everything about Tampa as much is, as possible. Is, is, are there, Spencer, do you have like lawyers telling you your, your voice can't appear in the city of Tampa? Uh, yes. I, I'm actually vocally banned from the city of Tampa. Probably yeah. because, I don't know, I probably sassed Gary Spivey, celebrity psychic, at one it's, point. It's, it's, Spencer, <laughs> it's Spencer and Michael Buble. They can't, they can't be vocally present in Tampa. Yeah. Unless they both are at the same time. Oh, man. And let me tell you, that is a Christmas album you want to hear. <laughs> oh, well, you actually don't. Because legally, <laughs> legally, you would become an accomplice to a crime by listening to it. That's cool. I, I am in Tampa, so that's inevitability anyway. You'll, yeah, do, ama- you'll do amazing long things. Enough. You'll, be, you'll do amazing things when you owe a drug dealer money. That's something Michael Buble and me will we'll both tell you that. <laughs> I was, this weekend... In uh, America's, not King City, not Queen City, not even a Vicant or a, a Marquis, not even a Duke or an Earl of a city. I was in America's stable boy of a city, Tallahassee. America's three of clubs. <laughs> America's subway uh, <laughs> on the interstate off-ramp that doesn't have anything else other than that subway and a kind of third-rate gas station brand that you only hear about at exits that only have two things on them. Yeah, I was in Tallahassee. And I would like to tell you about Tallahassee, Florida. When I was there, there were two murders, including one of a guy uh, who was shot after he killed a cop after setting his own house on fire to get everyone to respond. Well, that that makes sense because that's the point in GTA where you're like, oh, I'm never getting rid of these. Like, I'm not going to outrun this. Let's you want to go down? 
Yeah, you want to know the the, the installment of the franchise that would t- completely shut down the franchise as we know it for being too real, grimy, and horrifying? It would GTA be GTA Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Now, what would what? they nickname Tallahassee? Because they Wasted. don't they, they, they don't go with the real city name. No, they wouldn't even bother. Oh, they just call it Tallahassee. They just call it Tallahassee and dare them to sue. <laughs> They would. They would say, that's unrealistic. Either that or Tallahassee would license it for like $25 and a pack of salami. Now, is is, is Bud the player character or is he like the crime boss? Oh, he's the crime boss. Okay. I I think he'd enjoy that. I wonder if we'll have enough computing power to render his hat accurately. (laughs) I hope so. One can only hope. Bud is an unlockable villain player in multiplayer in GoldenEye. So you yeah. can have that enormous hat. But you know who you can beat him with? Trina. Trina that's it. <laughs> Another unlockable <laughs> completely, character. Completely mystifies him. <laughs> but yeah, the the hat in a game like that, it's if you get shot there, it counts. If you get shot yeah. in the hat, you're gonna bleed. Even yeah, if it's, it's the brim. It's double part damage. of it's, it's part that's of what, my soul. Now I will say this. That's what took down Bobby Bowden. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be fair. Everyone was really cool. Like tailgaters were very nice. It's a good crowd, and the area around Tallahassee and the campus itself, lovely, lovely places. Not lots of nice retirees with <laughs> scary amounts of what appear to be ATVs, boats, <laughs> and tiny houses that I think they budgeted a little too uh, little for. Because <laughs> the the area around Tallahassee, lovely. The Gulf of Mexico is pretty good. <laughs> That is the state line area, an enchanting rural uh, route full of bygone nostalgia for an agrarian past. But the, lo- the, the lower portions of the Earth's atmosphere, delightful. Don't Campbell Stadium, just fine. It's just a fine place to watch a game. It really is. I'm being totally serious. I'm also being totally serious in saying the rest of the city is uh, kind of like Augusta with a substance abuse problem. Augusta, the uh, the one town in Georgia that even Pastor Troy won't go to. Pastor Troy won't go to Augusta. Yeah, he's. <laughs> yeah, y- y'all can look this up. He, uh, Pastor Troy, doesn't go to Augusta. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I then I'm just I, I would go ahead and guess that uh, that he probably would have second thoughts about going to Tallahassee because if you're not going to a football game there or the rest of it, you can just move 15 miles out of town. The lovely part. The part without the obvious squalor and terror that the part occupies. With the, the part that is lacking in Tallahassee. Yeah, the part that's lacking in Tallahassee. So that's what I did, and I went to see Florida State play uh, a, a game against a really good Boston College team. That's no lie. They looked together. They never lost form or shape. They were uh, they were awesome, except for two plays. And if you're you're awesome except for two plays on the road against Florida State at home for the Knolls, you lose. And that's that's what happened to them. Was one of those plays when they uh, they said, Hey, the run is working, let's throw a forty yard pass to our quarterback. Yes. That was that was second and nine after an eight and a half minute drive uh, that eventually yielded no points. Do you know what I liked about that pass? It was like when you're playing an old tank game where it makes you adjust the force and the arc and you haven't learned it yet so you're like yeah let's shut the angle at like uh i don't know five degree oh my gosh that is not right at all that thing just hung in the air like it was gonna orbit the earth if you went high yeah if your game plan involves your quarterback high pointing a ball to catch it <laughs> not great your quarterback who's not an especially big dude not a real big dude and who's not a wide receiver by the yeah, way, in fact, he is a quarterback. That yeah, is his job. That's his job. And you you took the ball out of his hands to put the ball back into his hands against a defense that saw that play last year a couple of times. Yeah, not not your best look, Steve Adazio. So that's what I was doing this weekend. And in addition to that, I also managed to watch a team that uh, someone on this podcast enjoys doubting, talking some shit about. And- <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And, who, is who is it? Who is it? Well, that'd be Jason Kirk. Oh, because I do it too. Just so you know. You, you, you know, you got that universal thing going. J- Jason likes to get out a special knife for Jim Moore in UCLA. Does. Because, you know, being the conduit 
through which the entire playoff system's value and valuation <laughs> run through. Like, remember, the road to the playoff runs through people's opinions of UCLA and Minnesota, two most right. important teams in college football. Uh, they actually validated that by just laying a whooping yeah. on a Steve Sarkeesian USC team. They did accomplish what Boston College has accomplished. They beat USC. They did. I told you Boston College is really good. Oh, okay. So now <laughs> everyone that beats USC is good then. No, no, no. Just those two teams. Okay. Just <laughs> out of all the teams that beat USC, uh, those, those are the two. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Those are the only two, those are the only two you need. Arizona State's real good too. Don't ask how they beat oh, USC. Oh, don't even. Don't but even they're real good. Shit. That's and too, Arizona State is basically Arizona, Minnesota, right? <laughs> Not really. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I think. Let's see. No, the pack. The Pac-12, Minnesota is actually Utah because they've lost to, like everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they've also beaten everyone. They're they've all also, things to all people. They've beaten UCLA, but they've lost to like everybody. We did the thing like, today where we ranked down the uh, the record against the current AP top twenty-five, and everybody's got like one and two, two and one, one and two, and then Utah's just like. It's like, one in nine. How's Utah 22 and 19 overall? <laughs> They've been busy. Yeah, well, you know, they played a tournament pre-game, pre-season tournament out in Maui. Yeah, they did. Like, yeah, they, they did. Uh, yeah, they played the one in Maui. <laughs> the, Grenada, did, uh, the Grenada pre-game, pre-season tournament. Had a, friendly, had a friendly against Chile in Santiago, and anyone will <laughs> yeah. tell you that's a difficult stadium to win in. They had accidentally a, counted their spring game. Yeah. Had the uh, South Alabama, North Alabama doubleheader. That was a good one. Kyle Whittingham says anyone anywhere, and he means it. He'll, he he'll just throw him on the bus. No, you don't. Even, you don't even have to agree to it. He'll just show up. You'll be like, "Yeah, we're just practicing." It's like it's game on. <laughs> I got a bunch of frucker. I got a bunch of Smucker's fruit jellies here. Just got them from Costco. I got uh, you know a couple of liters of clean water. You guys got some pillows. Maybe roll up some t-shirts if you don't have one. Go to sleep. We could be in Seattle and play the Seahawks in eight hours, guys. Come on. I mean, that's the Ute spirit, right? Yeah, storm like, the field, storm the win column, storm the loss column. It's like he's a trucker desperate to get enough money to like buy off his rig before the mob kills him. I'd like the record I'd like the record to show, by the way, that we started out trying to talk some nice shit about UCLA and suddenly we're talking about Jason Kirk's favorite team, Utah. So <laughs> I, I I shat on Utah. I said they lose to everybody. Uh-huh, and also yeah, no, and no, also <clears throat> and also beat UCLA. But no, <laughs> I was, I was rant, by no rant ran all ran all over. Ran all over UCLA, mind you. Okay, so do we do we think that UCLA is great, or are we just laughing at Steve Sarkeesian after that game? I, you know what, I think they're. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb. You ready? Yeah. I believe they are pretty good. Pretty okay. good. I give them yeah, the okay. official stamp of that's a pretty dang good football team. Can I also laugh at Steve Sarkeesian because there might not be a worse team in the second half than USC. Yes, they, they make adjustments at the half. Can you imagine if USC played FSU? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like this, like, oh, USC's up by three in the second quarter, and USC would lose by, like, 80. Yeah. Like, it was like, wow, that got what? out of hand fast. That's a, yeah, it would be, USC is uh, a mystifying team to me because um, I still think everyone saw them beat the dog out of Fresno State in week one and said, they're back! That's a good game. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great game. They, they won fifty two thirteen. They look great, and then the then they lose to Boston College. They lose to Arizona State on a hail mary. They lose to Utah and get run over. That's a twenty four twenty one game. But as we know, the Utah conversion points chart. If you look at it, three points for Utah is like three hundred for anyone else. In retrospect, losing to Arizona State on a hail mary kind of a good showing for USC. Weirdly. Yes, because the rest of their games, literally no pattern. There's no pattern of behavior whatsoever, at all. Uh, you know they they beat uh, they they beat Stanford thirteen ten back when we thought Stanford was something, and then they they go on they blow out Colorado because most people do. They win a field goal. Oh, you know, can a, I stop you there? You know yeah. who didn't blow out Colorado? Hmm. UCLA. <laughs> how many? How many overtimes did they go circle. to? Two, they do. Two. Okay, that's good. That's better than three. <laughs> so, just so we're just so we're back on UCLA for the previous. Yeah, we're moments. back on how good UCLA is now. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, you guys can eat shit. Ryan, who's the team you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, 
I'm sticking with Minnesota. The other most important team in college football. The other most important <laughs> team who I still don't know if they're any good or not. Um, I do appreciate that they're willing to construct their own rivalry trophies. I think that shows initiative. That's true. Just willing um, well, well to take them right off the internet. And I think there's a good chance that not only, Jason, does Minnesota stay 25 this week despite winning and beating a ranked team, I think they uh-huh. can stay 25 for like the rest of time immemorial. So like preseason 25 and yep. Preseason 25 Minnesota lost four games. Doesn't matter. 25 Minnesota went undefeated. Doesn't matter. 25. (laughs) We do the thing where like Stanford names its offensive coordinator position after Andrew Luck. We name it like the Jesse Ventura chair of ranking 25th. Yes. The Jesse Ventura chair of ranking 25th for 2014. That will be occupied by professor Jerry Kill. And, and what will be great about that is eventually it will go on so long that some Oklahoma or Florida State fan will be like, hey, hey, you know who's got the longest record for most consecutive weeks in the poll and be like, it's Minnesota. How you like that? How you like that shit? Yeah, it's, it's hey, hey, we, uh, you know, we, we beat a ranked team in week one. Oh, yeah, who'd you beat? Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, they're always ranked. So what? Oh, and, they're oh, still ranked. One in seven, Minnesota. College football center square. <laughs> <laughs> Permanently there. Just shadow Stevens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason, who's your team? You want? Who's your team? You want to talk a little bit about? Well, I'm a, I'm going to talk a little bit about the other most important cog in all of the sport, which would be Brett Bielema's Razorbacks, the the other team that everyone has beaten. Uh, in in the top of the rankings, and everyone else has lost to. Currently, a courtly six and five after blowing away. <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's, a, that's a gentleman's record. Court, courtly is such a term for it. They're, they're a stately six and five. Courtly is like, oh, he got kicked out of school for a little while, but he's mostly got his shit together. That's basically what happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's a Bielema thing. Oh, a, I mean, you know, I took that, a semester off. They they all <laughs> they haven't been scored on in almost a month. Yeah, and uh, Missouri's offense isn't very good, so they could go a whole month without being scored on. Yeah, which is that's that's not what everyone expected. I think everyone expected the rushing offense to kind of you know kick in, keep them in some games. But yeah, starting around, starting just after that Georgia game, they suddenly got just insanely stingy. Right, just only so. allowed seventeen to Miss State, didn't allow a point to LSU. Didn't allow a point to Ole Miss. I they might shut up Missouri. Matt Mock I mean, Matt Mock under pressure is a bad thing. Yeah, I mean we saw how Matty Mock looked against uh, Georgia, and I think Arkansas's defensive line is a little bit scarier than Georgia's. But that said, Missouri can at least play some damn defense of their own, right? Oh, sure. I don't think they'll be putting up 30 points. It'll like, be more like a 17 to nothing. Like, like Ar- Ar- Arkansas could definitely lo- get points scored on them, not by virtue of the defense screwing up. Uh, if they drop back to pass. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because Mizzou's got some great defensive ends. And the chances of Arkansas really popping back to pass a lot at pretty low. Pretty this minimal. is a... Uh, we're 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 heading out out of town for Thanksgiving stuff Friday. A bunch of cousins and uncles are all going to the Mizzou Arkansas game because there are there's family on both sides there. And uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh, why the hell would they do that? Why not just stick around and eat? But now it's like, man, you guys are gonna have a great time watching that game. It's gonna be three to three <laughs> <laughs> and like fifty degrees. It's, and yeah, it's gonna be re- it's gonna be nice have an cold. awesome time. <laughs> that um. Yeah, I wanted to just go ahead and uh, we're trying to move at a fairly quick pace because we have a massive week of rivalry games coming up over the extended Thanksgiving holiday. So UCF South Florida. Oh, you're not even talking about my Ohio at Miami, Ohio. <laughs> the battle of lesser Ohio's. The battle of two teams that are like, Ohio State isn't shit. More like, yeah, more like an Ohio. And Ohio University. The um, war for also Ohio. Yeah, the war for third tier Ohio. Which so it's the other Miami versus the other Ohio. It is. <laughs> it's the other bowl. What game do you want to watch? I'd like to watch the other bowl. <laughs> that, that sounds like if you got a college student to talk about, you know, like one of one of those type of college students will know it all. 
who like words like problematic, they'd call it the other bowl. I find I find the othering of the other bowl to be problematic. Yeah, that's what it would be. Another yeah. one of my favorite theses I definitely didn't write the night before. Uh, race, class, and gender in the other bowl. I want to go ahead and move on to our reader questions for the night. I will go first because I want to warm up with uh, a question from Kaiser Troll, Tom Kaiser. Uh, to all of us, I live in the Temple Rutgers Penn State dead zone. What should I sacrifice to an unloving God? Well, uh, your $3,600 rent, it's probably where you should start. Move somewhere sensible. But if you can't do that, and you insist on living in America's most European city, a.k.a. the 14th best city in Europe, New York, I would go it's ahead. It's like, it's tied for 12, you dick. Tied for 12. With what? <laughs> Vienna. <laughs> You want an answer? I got one. Genoa. Genoa. Trieste. You ever been to Trieste? Huh? You, yeah. You try paddling in a boat around New York and then tell me it's better than Vienna. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you it's the only place people ever paddle boats, Jason. There's a triathlete doing that right now, probably. So. <laughs> in the East <laughs> River, yes. <laughs> doing the, body, the bodies are just resistance training. It's worth it. <laughs> it's worth, feels so good. I sleep three hours a night. Please kill me. What should you sacrifice to an unloving God? Well, that is not just Temple Rutgers, Penn State, dead zone. That son is pure Rutgers territory. So we're going to need some goods that a New Jerseyite would find appealing. We're going to need things that the average Rutgers fan uses on a daily basis. For instance, mace. You need some mace, uh, mm -hmm. pepper Pastor, spray. Pa Pastor Mace and Betha. Yep. Uh, you'll need, uh, let's see, you'll need uh, an axe. Because you'll be chopping wood. It's something that Rutgers people do religiously every day, whether they need it or not. Uh, you need a sandwich stuffed with unnecessary appetizers. That's true. If you could make sure that that sandwich is hot and soggy by unnecessarily placing it in a press for several minutes, if possible, put some fries in there. I know that's a Pittsburgh thing, but it seems like unnecessary additives are sort of a part of the New Jersey sandwich. So go what ahead. Is, what is what if we put there. jalapeno poppers in this perfectly nice roast beef sandwich? Yep, yeah, you need some that. like you need some unnecessarily crappy form of pickle on there other than your average pickle. So like maybe some yellow banana peppers. Just put those in there because it's a salad now. Add some add some French onion soup on top. Yeah, sure. And the last thing I think you'll need is uh, a flip phone, just because you know it feels right. Rutgers flip phones they match in my head. So I think well, you know you know why you know why that is. Hmm. They're they're way better to throw. I didn't think about that. Yeah, huh. when, yeah. When you're at when you're at the Giants game and Eli throws a pick, oh man, you can really you can really wing a flip phone. You can you can stock up on like a twelve pack of those. That's right. Just keep heaving them. You're like New Jersey Batman. <laughs> He's just a utility belt. It's like all flip phones. Ninja stars. <laughs> Wow! Two, look, two fingers in that fancy way. <laughs> I found I found these three punks completely unconscious at the scene of this attempted mugging, and a grateful old woman. <laughs> New Jersey Batman's been here. <laughs> you got the yeah, you got the flip phone grappling hook. His parents were his parents weren't killed. They just left him there when they moved to Tampa. <laughs> See you later. Take care. No. <laughs> Fell to the bottom of a well filled with flip phones. Jason, it's your question. What a weird town. Um, <clears throat> this one comes to us from Ben Vance on Twitter. His handle is Ben Vance. If you had to live in one football stadium year-round, what would it be? Uh, if you guys have, have any um, nominees, I, I have mine picked out. I think I have a good one, but if okay. you guys have any, let's, let's hear those. You got one, Ryan? Well, no, I, I think if I'm going to go with one, I, I want to live. Is it wrong that I want to live indoors? Is that, like, lazy of me? Yes, but point. yes, but we accept that. Okay. Um then I'm going to pick oh, I'm gonna pick the Kibby Dome. Ah Yep, that's mine as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally serious. You Not only both picked the Kibby Dome? Listen, it's the smallest stadium FBS stadium in the country, so yep. you're getting sort of you know, you're not you're not feeling like you're living out in a in some sort of a wilderness. You you're living in a decent sized 
uh, facility. It, it, it hosts football and basketball, so you get far more entertainment than just you know six football games per year. Um, and it is indoors as well. I, I think that's important. I'm not trying to sleep under the stars 365 days a year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What are you What are you picking? I have a couple of suggestions. There are um, there is a secret that I'm going to divulge that I think helps with my choice. Built into the side, uh, just sort of under one side of the stadium in Starkville. Okay. And don't laugh, because, you know, you, you have to live in this, but nobody says you have to just spend your whole day there, right? So, yes, I'd be living in Starkville, Mississippi, but I know for a fact, okay, that in the side of the stadium, in Starkville, there is a little sort of guest hotel, all right, with pretty nice rooms in Davis Wade Stadium. So, you, it'd be like living in a hotel. Huh. Yeah. I stayed and I stayed in one when there was nowhere else and I was credentialed needed to cover the game and they kind of pulled some strings and and said cool here why don't you just stay in this little hotel room it's like a nice three star hotel like maybe eight rooms and you know you'd have maid service right the whole time and yes you'd have to deal with cowbells for what seven nights a year but that's just good for you yeah I mean that's just that's just keeping the brain alert it's just the vibrations stimulate the brain. So I choose that. If I don't have that choice, and since I know coaches' offices are usually equipped with full shower and pretty much everything you need to live in, I think you could do worse than Chris Peterson's office in the stadium in Washington, in Husky oh, yeah. Stadium. That's a nice office. Well, and the view. The view is lovely, right? So you got a great view. You have a couch, TV. You, got your, you have your own bathroom. A, he's got a trophy that's a horse's butt. And he's got a trophy that's got a horse's butt. So those would be my two choices. And you would live near Ryan and I in the Kibbe Dome. You could come right. visit. Because we, we, <laughs> we, we damn sure ain't leaving the Kibbe Dome. That's right. come visit. In our federation of well-heeled stadium hobos. What you've also missed out on is now Jason and I are only paying half rent, sucker. Dang it. You know yeah, the other one e- that I would Each might- of us is only paying 8,000 people's <laughs> rent for a whole year. That's true. i got to pay like 80. Damn it. I would also blindly if i just had to guess there's probably some sinister luxury living arrangement somewhere in that stadium in austin somewhere in joe jamail field mm-hmm. there's there's some like highfalutin suite complete with like you know like basically a coke orgy room like the george bush suite yeah there's some yeah the at joe it might be the joe jamail suite that's a, that sounds just that sounds delightfully decadent yeah, I'll go ahead and take a guess on that, too. Uh, Ryan, what's your question? Uh, sticking in the realm of stadiums, Bill Kenny, at the Bill Kenny, asks, what current stadium in FBS would be the worst to host a bowl game? Um, the Kibbe Dome. The, the Kibbe Dome is up there. It's not my choice. However, I I thought about this pretty carefully, and I don't think it's going to be popular. I'm going to say Martin Stadium in Pullman. Oh, but you can get so drunk. You can, and that's literally all you'll be able to do when you're going to a late December. Like, who wants to say, hey, we're going to a bowl game in Pullman December 28th? You can get incredibly drunk. Now, is this is, this is FBS only, was it? FBS only. Okay. okay. I'm going to go with uh, UMass Stadium. Ooh. It's it's tiny. The weather is hellish. The locals uh, are uh, the locals mean, are irate. Do you mean Gillette Stadium, sir? Home? No, I mean <laughs> Warren McGurk Alumni Stadium in Hadley, yeah. Massachusetts. In Hadley. Also, I if if Foxborough, that also sounds bad. So, the state of Massachusetts. Based on what I saw this weekend, Bobby Bowden Field at Doak Campbell Stadium would be a pretty bad choice for a bowl game because you have to tell them they're going to Tallahassee. Uh, another another option here would definitely be Ryan Field, Northwestern Stadium. Oh. That would be that would be yeah, just because like at least Tallahassee would be warm, right? And and think about how tepid and uninteresting Northwestern games are when Northwestern's playing at Northwestern. <laughs> like if you just had a random bowl game in the middle of December in outside of Chicago. Oh man, let me give you the the one that's like. The one that would be complete pain. 
And that would be Kelly Short Stadium, Mount Pleasant, Michigan. <laughs> so central Central Michigan. Like Oh god. Way up in the mitten. Have you ever seen a game broadcast from there on some unfortunate Maction loaded night deep in November? It has that kind of purplish pitch black dark cold in the background that just screams to a certain part of your brain wolves wolves it's bad if it's if if the factor here is like which city would make a team most say i i don't i don't know if we're going to go through with this man i mean what what about something like uh las cruces well can i can i mention another team that is a division 1 fbs team that we might have slept on, which would be lovely Paulson Stadium in Statesboro, Georgia. Going to Statesboro. You know what? The Nats aren't bad this time of year. Yeah, there's no Nats, <laughs> and it'll be about 60 degrees. No, and- the, Nat- the Nats are all in the stadium. That's where they That's where they stay in the winter. <laughs> it's, it's warm the, in here. <laughs> the, the Nats huddle together like nanomachines <laughs> in the cold, and, and they're capable of building stuff like bigger Nats. It's 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 an educational experience. Come to the bowl game and bring your professors. We, we form one super nat that the locals worship. Yeah, it's like that. It's like the end of the whichever matrix it was. And his name is Paul Johnson. And they call it the Natrix. <laughs> the Natrix. Uh, we're gonna. My second question will be from uh, a little-known uh, upstart television franchise called the Longhorn Network, mm, America's favorite cooking channel. Uh, evidently, because their question is, tricks for a perfect hard-boiled egg, salt, vinegar? Alton Brown says, use the oven. This gives me an opportunity to tell you about Alton Brown, who I have met. is a very nice human being uh, and, and produces entertaining television shows. And I would like to say this. I think Alton Brown would be the worst human being in the world to live with. I don't know if I could stand more than 15 minutes around him. There is not a tool... Or a gadget he will not complicate a simple task with. He will make uh, an omelet a technical affair. He's probably the kind of person who would attempt to find a secondary use for all those firearms he has. And not even in that entertaining Homer kind of way where I'll open my beer with my pistol. Nope. Gunnut Alton's looking for a way to, you know, make the perfect steak with that AR-15 he's got. Just because he can. The complete opposite of me in terms of how things would be done on a day-to-day basis in the kitchen anywhere. Like, oh, you're going to cook that hamburger. See, what I like to do with the hamburger is it's a hamburger. I already ate it. I'm done. It's done. I didn't even cook it. Are you trying to tell me you don't use guns in the kitchen, Spencer? <laughs> that's what. That's how un-American I am. Well, then, that's then you're... That's news to me, quite frankly. <laughs> well, you do live in Cobb County. What do you mean you don't make cereal with your pistol? Well, hold on. It doesn't have to be regional. Nigella Lawson. You live down the street from Gucci Mane. (laughs) Do you think? Come on. Do you think Gucci uses guns in the kitchen? I'm sure. I'm sure he pays someone to use guns in his kitchen. (laughs) Well, that's fine. He can do that. He's not doing the cooking himself. You're like, what's in this BLT? Oh, it's a gun. It's a gun. (laughs) That'd be really funny if I actually did just live down the street from Gucci. Like, (laughs) I need to borrow some salt. Knock, knock, knock. Excuse me, Roderick. Hey. Uh, excuse me. I, uh, first of all, yes, I brought ice. So Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's... He, Alton Brown says use the oven. Don't use the oven. Don't fall into one of Alton Brown's weird... You know, you can use your pressure cooker to make a diamond. No, what don't. is it now? Use the oven for eggs? Use the oven for a perfect <laughs> hard-boiled egg. That's bullshit. You want to make a perfect f- hard-boiled egg? I just, have all fucking day. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, do you want to smoke your meat? He's like, you can make a smoker out of a cardboard box, or you could buy a smoker. Well, all you need is a temperature greet. No! Go buy that thing if you really want to make that thing. Or better still, go buy it from someone who knows how to make it. Yeah, but you know what? You know what is he's sneakily doing here? He's teaching doomsday preppers how to cook. This is this is all leading to her sneaking suspicion that Elton Brown is actually like an insane apocalyptic prophet. 
You know, you don't need to buy propane because the government tracks that. Yeah, but when it all kicks down, he's going to be the kind of person who, like, goes insane in that situation because he doesn't have an infrared thermometer, right? Like, they're all around the campfire, and they're like, oh, we found this possum, and we can eat it. He's like, what you really need is an infrared thermometer. <gasps> no! Like, Internal temperatures. Like Burgess Meredith when he breaks his glasses. Can't read all the books in the library after the, everyone else in the world's gone. That's you, Alton Brown. So to answer the question... How to make a perfect hard-boiled egg? Go buy one. Go be a lazy person to buy one of those awful salmonella-loaded sacks they sell Which, at Publix. Let's be honest. That should be the most University of Texas answer possible. Go buy one. Don't go Don't go make it yourself. Just go buy that shit. Yeah. Go buy the most expensive one you can find. <laughs> That's right. Also, you know, hard-boiled egg? There's no such thing as a perfect hard-boiled egg. It's like a perfect white tube sock. Yeah, I don't like them. I mean, just just make a hard-boiled egg. Just boil it. Don't be Alton yeah. Brown. Alton Brown's just make Alton a Brown's, better kind of egg. Alton Brown's perfectly nice, and his approach sucks because I'm a person who likes to waste time. So, so there. Brian, uh, this question comes from Alex Lewis at a Big Cat L92. Was Virginia Tech Wake Forest uh, going to overtime at zero zero peak ACC? I am. I am. Tempted to say no here, because to me, peak ACC is A, not going to overtime, because overtime draws attention, and B, not doing doing something sort of just middlingly. ACC is not defined as being truly, abjectly shitty, and that's why this game stood out. A more ACC score for this game would have been Virginia Tech 10 Wake Forest 6. I think that would have been peak ACC. 10-6, that sounds like that uh, Wake Forest-Georgia Tech ACC title game. That was peak ACC. Yeah, Nine, Yeah, they agree. That was 9-6. Nine, 9-6. Nine, six. Nine, six. Yeah, that's With peak like ACC. With 47 people in attendance. Because even bad can be interesting. And to be peak ACC, you can't be interesting. That's. Uh, I was trying to decide my favorite image from the year so far. And it may be Frank Beamer with fist triumphantly in the air as the score says zero zero overtime. I like against to imagine Wake Forest against Wake. I like to imagine that he's still yet to average more than a yard per carry against I, FBS opponents. In my mind, he's raising his arms in triumph because he's been locked in a battle with football for you know three decades, and he's finally killed it. <laughs> you son of I a killed you, football! I got you, son of a bitch! I'm finished. Finally, I did it. I made it perfect, and now the bowling pins are broken, and it's dead on the floor. I did that. Jason, your question. <clears throat> this one comes to us from John Runs Fast on Twitter. Goes by the name John. I love this question. <clears throat> Why won't Mike Smith? of the Atlanta Falcons, pull up Petrino and accept the Florida job mid-season. And I know of no good reason why Mike Smith won't be the next coach of the Florida Gators, perhaps even tomorrow morning. He's, he's got Florida connections, coached with the Jags, college connections in the South. Uh, he hails from a Tennessee University. He's a, a defensive-minded head coach. Your university seems to like that based on their previous hire. So I think he's the man for the job. We'll go ahead and chip him on down. I hate you. What? You're going to have a really good time. You know, I think I'm going to have a really good time out and not talk to you for a minute. No, I think I think but I think I, you I think you said that unnecessarily. I think this would be amazing. Just a time out. I'm just going to take one right here. Just like one. This. Even though you have one, I'm just going to take one. <laughs> I, what what would really be amazing is when Mike Smith starts out like three and five, and he's like, "Well, our goal is to just, you know, get a wild card spot. Uh, we're not playing for draft. Wait, what? Oh, 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 shit! <laughs> I just like that Mike Smith. After this is the after being captain, captain risk taker. After being kind of, you know, free and loose." In his first year, they they go they they go for it and they miss it in a crucial situation, I believe. In his second year, when they get yeah. to the playoffs, 
and then after that, he completely turtles up. Like, there's no actual method to anything. He's like, I'm just scared now. <laughs> That's basically what happened. Yeah, he was a uh, he was he was a he was a gambling type, and then I don't know, maybe Arthur Blank stabbed him or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually one of his favorite management techniques. Hey, boss, stabbing Ow! people. I I can't get sick if I never go outside. <laughs> The fun thing is, speaking of press conferences, is he was he would issue the same one at the college level, high school level, as the president of the United States, as a CEO of McDonald's, any any job on God's green earth, he would issue the exact same press conference, win or lose. Um, you know, we've got things to get corrected. We didn't give up too many explosive plays, all that type of stuff. So seamless transition. I thought the meat department of Win Dixie could have been better today. We're we'll review the tape and get it corrected. You know, we it's it's about it's about the the little things. It's about making sure every piece is sliced equally. That's on me. That's on me as the assistant deli manager. Yeah. So y'all are, y'all really y'all y'all like him. He's a nice guy. I can't wait. As far as I'm concerned, he's already the front runner. Moving on to this week, a a massive week, which hopefully will completely screw up any remaining thread of certainty we have. Yeah. In the college football season. That would be rivalry weekend, Thanksgiving weekend. Going into this, there are so many opportunities for things to suck gloriously and for upsets to completely ruin lives. For instance, starting with one of my favorite games of rivalry weekend, that would be, oh yeah, Georgia, Georgia Tech. (laughs) In In case you wanted to watch one fan base so desperate to beat another, get a glimmer of hope, and then have it shut on them forever. That would be Georgia Tech going up against Georgia, with Georgia Tech being the hopeful ones. So I asked, the, I asked this question on Twitter on, over the weekend. I said, because I, I, I actually was curious about this. I said, if you're a Georgia fan and you had to choose between losing to Georgia Tech, but Mizzou loses, so you get to go to the SEC championship game, or... You beat Georgia Tech, but Mizzou wins, and you're not winning the SEC. So which would you choose? And nobody picked the option where they go to the SEC. Like for all no, it's the- for all Mark Rick's talk about like this team's focused on making it to the conference championship and winning conference, they didn't give a shit about that. No, yeah, this- I'll, I'll tell you the dynamic in that rivalry. Is every Georgia Tech fan wakes up every morning obsessed with uh, how mean and evil Georgia is. And uh, every Georgia fan just sort of has this pit of despair in their stomach that someday, uh, when they least expect it, they'll lose to Georgia Tech. Yeah. Yeah. It, there was a – I was listening to talk radio, not by choice, and the question came up, would you rather beat Florida State or would you rather beat Georgia? Addressed to Tech fans. To a man. To a man. It was it was so you could have put anything in place of Florida State. They all chose Georgia. You could be like, so we have your firstborn suspended over a pit of molten lead. Firstborn I choose go, Georgia. I choose, choose Georgia. Georgia. Firstborn goes. I can have more children, even if I can't. There are other children in the world. <laughs> you know, adoption's a great thing. Go Jackets. <laughs> all of them. So I'm I'm looking forward to the frustration and hatred that are just bound to come out of that otherwise uh, sort of strategically unimportant game, given the larger uh, scene that both teams sort of inhabit the week after. Uh, What are you looking for, Jason? Oh, heck, I hadn't even been looking at the schedule. Well, that's a really good one. That's on, that's on the right on the noon spot to open Saturday. Uh, Let's not overlook Thanksgiving day itself. When uh, coming into the season, we'd all done a good bit of chuckling about, uh, Texas replacing A&M with TCU, and then A&M going and upgrading and fixing themselves up with LSU. And now, lo and behold, what's the bigger game? It's TCU-Texas. <laughs> Funny how things always work out for the Longhorns. I mean, like, LSU-A&M is, like, about as meaningless as, a, as an SEC game between, like, two teams with winning records could possibly be. There's nothing at stake. Yeah. Whereas Texas can wreck somebody's national title hopes. And And by the way, I think if you've gotten this far in the podcast, this is where I say, I think they will. <gasps> oh. Yeah, nobody, nobody heard that. Your secret's safe. Okay, Ow, yeah, cool. You no, saucy no. bitch. You saucy bitch. Yeah, no, I think Texas beats them. I, because I, I think Texas is just playing. They're one of those teams 
along with the courtly gentlemanly Arkansas Razorbacks that nobody wants to play right now. And fortunately, they don't have to because we don't just make games up as we go. Well, but then TCU should just stay ahead of Baylor because that just hurts a, a good win for Baylor. <laughs> Right? Baylor loses a quality win. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just bump that up and be like, "Hey, Florida State, sorry you lost a spot to TCU. I know they lost, but Texas got their own network. What you got? <laughs> Baylor falls to eleventh because of TCU's loss. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Baylor, what do you got? Huh? It's funny because it's not impossible. It's not impossible. It really might happen. <laughs> Ryan, what else? Are you, uh, what else are you looking at? Okay, so right. Right, everybody is going to be paying attention to Michigan Ohio State at the noon spot. I think because it will be a bloodletting, but I will still pay a lot of mind to South Carolina Clemson also at noon on Saturday because this is the worst South Carolina's been in a number of years, and I still am not, I still cannot say, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Clemson's gonna, gonna win this game. <laughs> Clemson mustered 28 points against Georgia State. <laughs> yes, it's going it, to – I think Clemson will put on their best offensive performance since Deshaun Watson's injury, and I think they'll still lose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and South just, Carolina's defense is about as bad as Georgia State's. Yeah. But I think you're going to need more than 28 Poor Davo Swinney is just going to – his mind is going to melt down if he loses to this South Carolina. <laughs> He's gonna, so y'all think Florida hires him after that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, like uh, a loss to a pitiful South Carolina team. Foley's jumping all over that. I assume we're hiring him as Mike Smith's offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, and recruiting coordinator because that's what I really <laughs> want to see is, oh, Dabo, is Dabo to go out and like harvest all the valuable hardwoods and, you know, magnificent, expensive, like glorious resources of the SEC recruiting rainforest, right? Just bring it all in. And then I want to see Mike Smith turn all of it into plywood. That's, hey, that's, we, I made mulch. Look, I made mulch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you took a $500,000 chunk of mahogany in. Yep. Planted roses yeah. in it right over there. Mulch is good everywhere. Yeah. A table is only good in some places. <laughs> Mulch doesn't give up very many explosive plays. <laughs> Just keeps it in place. I would also look on that Friday, November 28th, day after Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's fire. Like, fire throughout that entire schedule because there's Virginia at Virginia Tech, which oh. is going to be hilariously mediocre. Stanford at UCLA, where you get to see the pretty good UCLA Bruins see if they can actually score on Stanford, which I think they will. And my favorite game of the day, after you watch Arkansas pummel Missouri and probably get them to score negative points, Arizona State at Arizona on Fox at 230. Man, just coasting past Nebraska-Iowa there. Oh, yes, I'm speeding. Yes, speeding Wait, past. Stop. We've got shopping to do. Okay, Accelerating. Uh, all right, so, so let's say this. Don't watch Nebraska-Iowa. Do try to watch the post game just to see how far Bo Pelini goes and is, yeah, fire me. See if I fucking care. <laughs> Go ahead, shoot my whole family. Whatever. Um, can I remind you of something? Yeah. Something that's going to make you giggle before I even finish the sentence? What's Nebraska's current record? Don't, don't do they, have, uh, they have three losses. Mm-hmm. They have three losses. Don't do it, man. Um, if they lose to Iowa, they'll be eight and four. Oh. Then they'll probably face Georgia and beat them in a bowl game. Oh, it's nine, it's nine and four. And then they'll finish nine and four. <laughs> After starting what seven and seven and zero, oh, seven and one, September fourth, Bo Pelini Day. <laughs> Every year, <laughs> nine four. <laughs> oh. Pelini. It could happen, but yeah, the uh, there we go. The the Copper State, the Copper State Showdown, Arizona yeah. State at Arizona. I love that game. It's going to be an absolute mess, and everyone should watch it for that reason. Uh, as for Saturday, Florida, Florida State, if you're into, you know, oh, feudal efforts. <laughs> and and you mean F-E-U-D, right? <laughs> I mean both. Like, hey. Feudal, feudal efforts. Well, Mustang's just out there digging up dirt. That's sad. A seed drill is a tool of the devil. <laughs> I believe in the divine right of kings. <laughs> Just slash and burn offense. 
<laughs> Take all those points you got, burn them to the ground. Yep. That's uh, that's what you're going to be watching with Florida on the road at Florida State. Uh, Florida State will win by a field goal. That's how that works. Yep. Yep. Minnesota at Wisconsin. If you're into man ball, oh, if you're into burly. That's a good one. If you're into like grim comedy, you could watch the Egg Bowl because Ole oh. Miss is going to get hammered. Yeah, that's man. the man. We were on course for you know the the hands down biggest egg bowl ever and all that stuff, and now Ole Miss might finish eight and four. Yep, that's uh, and that's done. So you don't need to watch that. No, you don't need to watch Notre Dame at USC either. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck no. <laughs> and you definitely don't need to watch Rutgers at Maryland. Saturday sounded worse and worse up until you get to six forty-five. ESPN the night game. They took it, took it away from CBS. Iron Bowl. Iron Bowl, 645, Auburn could ruin Alabama's entire season. And I do believe is totally capable of doing that. Now, Spencer, where are you right now? Uh, I would be sitting in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, because you're you're reading Central Times, sir. I I fear you've been... been, I I always read off of full disclosure. I always read off the LSU football net. Oh, okay. I was just saying. It it sounds like the Birmingham offices have gotten to you. Well, Mike Smith called a timeout on my clock. (laughs) And held it. Stopped it up for an hour. Just stopped it up for an hour trying to get the perfect play for third and two. Now, did we breeze past Pitt, Miami? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Didn't breeze. Skipped skipped laughing right past it. Hey, for fans of Mayhem, there's BYU at Cal. (laughs) What? Wait, that's... You're not even making that up. That's a real game. Yeah, they hate each other. Oh, boy. A lot of hatred on the line there. Actually, they probably would not get along very well. No, exactly. Like, what do you guys Actually, like to do for I fun? I think two different bands of extremely nice people, but on the like different poles of niceness. And and let's let's point out the nightcap that is going to be one team swinging a baseball bat held it the wrong way versus one team <laughs> firing a grenade launcher that's pointed sideways. Washington <laughs> at Washington State. <laughs> Well, when we were talking about USC earlier, you know, it was the every every week is a totally scrambled result. That was Washington for like a solid nine or ten games. I don't know if yeah. they've got all the Sark out of them or if they're still capable. But we will find, <laughs> out, we will find out for damn sure against Washington State because the Cougs bring that just, out to anybody. Washington just keeps going back to the doctor. Yeah, you're just you're, you you got to metabolize the Sark. I don't know what to tell. Are you running? Are you drinking a lot of water? That's a ten. That's a ten thirty kick when you're. Probably hanging out with your family and doing what Americans do, which is eating and not moving a lot. Talking about politics. Talking about politics. You're going to need it. 10, 1030 Eastern kick for the the Apple Cup. Not quite the Crapple Cup of oh so many years ago when I believe we had was a 1-9 a Washington team versus an 0-10 Washington State team. Now, I miss you, Paul Wolf. How much drinking would you do if you're at a three and eight Washington State team kicking off at seven thirty at night local time? You've been <laughs> I, drinking I, since like I, the night before. I think you look over at your friend, and, and especially this is in Pullman, so it already looks like that planet they land on at Interstellar. And you're probably so drunk, you're like, "What just took us five minutes is five years in the rest of the world." That's how drunk you'd be. Yeah, we can stop there. <laughs> <laughs> All right.